0: Welcome, Shelly, to Trigger to Life. Um, Shelly Bell is amazing. Uh, let's just start there. She is an entrepreneur. She runs Black Girl Ventures. They give social and financial capital to Black and brown entrepreneurs. And she—that that is just like one of the one of the many things that Shelly does. Um, and we're going to be talking to her today about... Um, her trigger to life moment, um, but also uh, about herself and a little bit about her spiritual path because um, Shelly really leads with spirit forward. And I, I don't know, I just, I love that about you. And I've so enjoyed getting to know you uh, this year. So welcome Shelly. Thank you, thank you for having me. This is exciting. I can't wait. Yeah. Okay, so when I met you in June, I was like telling you, I remember I was like on a call with you and, uh, you know, I was going through like telling you a little bit about what I was going through. And you shared this story with me about, I think it was in 2015, you broke up with your fiance, built a teepee in your living room and rented it out on Airbnb. And you kind of illustrated that as like a moment in your life that caused a pivot and it was really inspirational at the time, but I wanted you to tell the audience a little bit about that moment, because, um, uh, I think about that a lot. And it, and it's, it's, uh, I want, I want people to hear that.
1: Yeah. So the, I was engaged to a man who did not want me to start a business because he thought it was too shaky. Mm-hmm. and My experience was like, I had been laid off twice at this point. Um, once because and the, the organization did some weird stuff. And then a the second time because I, the boss I was working for, I just didn't, he didn't care about the community that he was serving. He asked me to go appear in front of city council mm. and to testify on behalf of the organization uh, because that's what you would do every year as someone as an organization that handles like um, TANF recipients or people, workforce development. Okay. And um, this particular time, I'm like, I can't let the first time the DC city government sees me, city council sees me in support of this company that I don't believe really cares about the people it serves. Mm. I was running a pretty large multi million dollar contract for work for them. Mm. Um, But I just didn't, I couldn't do it. So I sent one of my employees. He was not so happy about that. And so he laid me off. And it was a pretty tumultuous work environment already. Yeah. So uh, I had, you know, unemployment. I decided I'm just going to chill, do art. So I did that, you know, engaged. And now I'm ready to like either go to work, start a business or like go and do spoken word or poetry or something in art. My fiance was not having it. And I was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, I'm going to be a wife. So this is what wives do. They compromise or whatever. (laughs) And (laughs) So I, you know, made some calls, landed a job um, doing some patent search work because I worked at a PTO before, patent trademark office. Mm-hmm. It was cool, great boss. I, uh, I thought I, I thought I was faking it well, but kind of find out I wasn't. Um, and he was like, "You're amazing, but this is not for you." So he gave me a pretty great package, but he laid me off. And mm-hmm. I went home and I called California psychics, <laughs> and I was like, "What is happening to my life?" And the woman, she told me, when you find the thing you want to do, the money will come and you're not going to be with that guy. Oh. So within two months time, my whole life flipped, flipped upside down and threw everything out of my living room, including the fiance. So I got disengaged, unengaged. I don't know what the <laughs> right word is. Disengaged, unengaged. And uh, I decided I'm not going back to work for anyone. This is it. Like, this person did not believe in me. I think I can do this based off of things I've accomplished before, whether it was having children young, moving to different states, you know, moving from city to another city, starting a life over. I'm like, I think I can do this. I'm not going back to work for anyone. Yeah. And so from there decided I'm going to launch a business. I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do, but my, um, at the time, I was working on a um working on a festival coming to town for poetry, and our hotel block closed early. And so I was like, you know what? I got all this open space in my living room. I'm I'm gonna build a tent, and see if some people come to sleep in it. Um, so I started looking on Pinterest, of course, because where else would you find funky ideas to build a tent, right? Especially and
0: in
1: hmm?
0: especially in 2015.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I uh I, I came across this teepee. Now, this is before the kids' teepees that hit the market. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to build this CP. It looks cool. Put it in my living room, and rent it out. Everybody thought I was crazy. They're like, nobody's going to sleep in your living room in a TP. And I'm like, I bet they will. Right. I'm at Home Depot trying to find wood. I didn't know I, I didn't even know how to drill a hole. And the the male, the associates that were helping me the dudes, they were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm gonna build a TP, put it in my living room and rent it out. So I did, and I put it on Airbnb and it worked. And people loved it. People wanted to come and stay. And I let one woman come and stay. And I quickly found out that I don't want people sleeping in my living room in a CP. I'm okay. So, and she was, you know, cool, but she was going through some changes. And, you know, she's in my living room. And as a single mom of three at that point, uh, I didn't have anywhere to go. And she's like talking to my kids. And like, and it was just too much. So um, I decided, okay, not going to do that. What else can I do? Uh, and I decided, I learned how to do t-shirts at a previous job. So mm-hmm. decided to launch a t-shirt line and launched that, launched the LGBT line first. It sucked. Nobody bought it. Yeah. And then came across, I was on the phone with the printer that I was working with. And I said, you know what? It's made by a black woman. I should put that on a shirt. So I yeah. literally went to the computer, designed a made by a black woman logo to, ma- to pattern after the Made in America logo, put it on a shirt. Everybody loved it. And so I hit the ground running. My mom gave me some of her retirement money to actually launch the T-shirt line. I used my tax return to uh, buy my own machines. And so I started printing for myself and for other people.
0: Mm. And um. well, side note, how long did that company last? I still have it. Oh, you do? So, uh, I still have it. Um, I love that oh my gosh, that TP story is freaking hilarious. The best part is, is you're like, I actually do not want you in my living room and please stop talking to my kids.
1: Absolutely. I'm like, well, you know, it really gave me a deeper understanding of what safe space means. With such a buzz phrase to say, but the reality is if you, uh, if we are both walk into a building and it is structurally sound and technically it is a safe space. Yeah. However, safe space means safe people. Mm. and if people don't have empathy grace respect um the ability to be quiet and give each other just like room isn't un- it doesn't feel safe
0: i love that and what a beautiful thing to teach your kids
1: i hope they learned that don't let people come to sleep in your living room <laughs> no i think that <laughs> um the tp idea too was meant to like if you're a single mom, you can't and you don't have an extra room, yeah. you can't make money off of Airbnb, mm, right? That. So, the, like, there was lots of thought behind that. And if you're a woman and you're traveling, yeah, and you want to stay in an Airbnb. You know, what if there could be a place for you that is a single mom, you help her make extra capital, and it's a safe space for you, right? Yeah,
0: that makes that makes a lot of sense. I like that. Um, okay, so backing up a little bit before you got into your entrepreneurial endeavors, you had a moment as a young woman where you experienced a betrayal. And that was what sounds like to me as your first like trigger to life moment. Like the, the first time you got smacked on one part of your path.
1: You know what? Actually, I'll tell you a story that goes back even further than that. When I was about... I had to be maybe 10. Hmm. Um, I went to the movies with my cousins. And now, like, they're all older than me. Uh, one is 11, one is 12, I think. Uh, and maybe, yeah, so somewhere in there. But somewhere between 10 wow. and 13 we all were. And uh, we're going to the movies, and they're going to see their, like, boyfriends. And yeah. I'm like, ooh, you know. And so they're bringing a dude for me, a little boy for me. Right, and I'm like, ooh, you know, okay, you know, I'm going with them, I'm rolling with them. We get to the movies, and uh, I remember the smell of popcorn and the like. I don't even know what movie we were going to see, and the the latter part of the story is probably why I don't even remember, remember the movie because I was just so stuck. So now this dude is from like New York, like the, the little boy that was coming for me, and everybody else. We're all from North Carolina. And so I go in, you know, and I go down to sit beside this boy that was for me. Yeah. And and my cousins and their dudes, boys, are like two or three rows back. And so the, it's before the movie comes on. Mm. I sit down beside this little boy and he's like, he yells back three rows to his cousins and says, hey, why y'all didn't tell me she didn't have any breasts, yo? And in that moment, then everything goes dark. The movie comes on. And I just remember being stuck. Like, I didn't even know that breasts were were required to Mm. be liked. I didn't even know that that was going to be something that he was going to be looking for. Or that I needed to think about my breasts on the way into the movie theater. I was so... I remember just being nervous and like anxious and I guess like whatever anxiety means right at that point where I'm like oh my god I'm not good enough. Mm. I don't my if something is not enough in me and that was my first experience with not being enough.
0: Mm. Wow and it's Like what a moment to remember at 10 years old, because we hear about that all the time. Like you have those moments in in childhood that impact the rest of your life, right? And to to be really able to pinpoint that exactly, wow. How do you think that affected, you know, the next four years and the next four years after that?
1: Yeah, I think that the, I am not enough because of something physical it was a constant thread, I think, over the course of my life. I mean, even in the even in the uh example of the story that you were asking me to tell, which uh it was it was this ex-boyfriend of mine who um I was in love with and you know, it was that college kind of sweetheart thing where it's like we're gonna, you know, be together forever. Uh but yeah, this like crazy ex girlfriend, or at least he painted her as such, ex girlfriend who would always like be around, always follow us, always. And it was so strange because anytime we would pop up in the same space, he would always downplay her in front of me. Like, oh, nah, she crazy. She tripping, whatever, whatever. And in yeah. and, 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 and some ways it would make it a little bit true because there would be moments <laughs> where like I might go to his house to spend a night or whatever. And she's standing outside like crying. And I'm like, girl, and she's asking me questions like, do you sleep in his bed do you go to his mama house do you, and I'm like girl if I give you the answer to all these questions would that make it better for you and and I'm like no it doesn't matter you're in love with this dude no matter what I say that's where you're gonna be right
0: where do so- where did you like feel those like you know those moments where you're just like they like kind of like a a a punch to your body but like where did you feel that like did that make you think that something was going on
1: it was so hard to tell because yes and because of the way he was treating her it really didn't make me feel like she just wouldn't let it go yeah um so it was so tricky right like I'm like and I would tell him all the time look dude go be with this girl
2: yeah
1: you know like let like let's just do like if that is what is happening yeah. Then just go do that because this is not making sense to me right. yeah and he would, was like no but i want to be with you blah, 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 blah. right so it was so unclear to be honest i mean it's like you know after time because this went on for like three years yeah so over time it was like this y'all gotta be doing something like this girl yeah. just can't be crazy for no reason and then when i was like no um but finally, anyway, come to find out, like he was cheating with her the whole time. She and I set him up on three way. And when three way was the thing that people would do, <laughs> we set him up on three way and we found out. I mean, and he, re- he, was, he, he caught on to it. So immediately he came to my house, begging, pleading, whatever, because I had some of his stuff in my house. And so I, I'm throwing his stuff over the balcony because I'm like, you know, F you, this is ridiculous. Um, he had been leading a whole double life. I mean, like, you know, argue with her right up to my door, then stay with me, argue yeah. with me right up to his door. I mean, her door and stay with her. You know, it, it was just a whole thing, gifts, whatever. It was just all a double life. And after he left my house, he went to her house. And so she called me like, mm-hmm. yeah, he over here. And I, <laughs> and I said, well, what is he saying? He took the phone from her. He said, I told her that I love her way more than I love you. Mm. And in that moment, I felt like I was going to die. Literally. Like, I <laughs> felt like my, my world was just cra- had crashed in a way. Like, my heart
0: mm. was just
1: so hurt. And I was just like, well, why didn't you just say that before? And he was like, I'm telling you now. And then I just hung up the phone. I remember sitting beside the bed and just crying and crying. I like, I felt like I was literally going to die. I took off a word in a day. I didn't talk to anybody. Um, And it was, it was just, it was just, it was just bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. In that moment, like what, what moment after that did you begin to adopt a spiritual practice?
1: I mean, my spiritual journey was always there. Like, I, I, I've i never not had a spiritual practice, I guess, when I think about it. Because,
0: yeah. you know, because when something like that happens to you and you're just like, you are, you really you literally die. Like, a part of you does die. And I always find that, well, I found that if you don't find something to find a higher meaning in, it's really hard to move
1: through yeah I mean I would say I think so um but I I don't know in that moment I think I already just kind of developed a a rhythm of just like you know meditating or um going to the water you Mm -hmm. know like going near going to be near water would always be my thing yeah and I would kind of go to the water and kind of like you know, talk out loud or talk it out, or you know, it. It would be going to the water was a uh, is a habit of mine mm-hmm. when I'm feeling like emotions in that way.
0: Yeah. Do, after that happened, did you did you move? Uh, like did you? You were in North Carolina before, right? Did you end up leaving North Carolina after that?
1: I did. I left. Uh, and actually, like the story is really deep in a sense. <laughs> like after that, I really so. Before I left, because I was like, you know what, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Like I really just woke up and I was like, I gotta go because this is not productive for me or my life. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I gotta go. And so I decided to up and leave. Which mm-hmm. I mean, it was right on time for me to leave because my um my I had my uh my job had ended kind of the job I was working at ended. Um the and so my and my mom lived my parent my mom lived up here in Rockville. Okay and she was living in Germantown at that point. So it was just like okay you know what I gotta I need to get out of here. So yeah. I really left uh, my brother had wrecked my car. It was crazy. And I had just gotten the car back. I was like I gotta go. I but I wanted I wanted him to hurt the way that I hurt. Mm. And so I had a gun at that point. I was a gun owner. And I remember going to his house like the night before I left.
2: Yeah. And I'm
1: like, come outside. He's like, no, nah, I'm not coming outside. I'm like, no, nah, I think you should come outside. He's like, no, nah, I'm not coming outside. And I walked up to his door and I was I was gonna start shooting in the house. Mm. And I was in so much pain. I feel like I couldn't deal. Like I just, I'm like, I don't even care if I get I don't even care if I die. Mm. Like this is the way I thought about it. I just want to um I just have to like he he needs to hurt the way I hurt. Yeah. And so but I was I walked up to the door sitting on the and I, like, sat down on the porch, and I'm, like, on, like, the porch area, and I'm, like, I'm just going to start shooting in the house. And, like, right then, my, one of my friends caught me. And he was, like, yo, what you doing? I was, like, I'm about to kill this dude. <laughs> and he was, like, what? Where are you? You know, he's, like, asking me all these questions. He's, like, yo, think about your kids. Like, I had two kids then. Yeah. so like, think about your children. Like, you know, like, get, like just leave. Like, just walk away. and. Um, and I did like, wow. I was like, all right. And so I got of I walked away and the next day we left and we came here. My brother was living with me. So my, it was my brother and my son who were with me at the time and we left and we came here.
0: What is that split moment decision like? Like to want to
1: kill the person or to decide not to.
0: Yeah. Like what, but like, do you think about that now? You're like, I, I literally chose the other path.
1: No, because I just try not I just don't think about it as much anymore. I think I just have pushed it way down. Um where I'm like not wanting to think about it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, so no, I don't.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm really glad you chose the path you chose.
1: I am too. you know I wouldn't be here okay I would may not even be alive but I wouldn't even if I would have stayed there I I don't think I would have been become the person I am I think that everything that I learned there um about relationships about family because his mom was really helpful like his mom was like my mom you know I stayed with her she helped me uh like find clothes for my first job She uh, not first job but first job out of college I guess she helped me, um, you know, get, just understand what it meant to build a network. She also was a big part of it because she helped me understand what it, like what ingenuity really meant, what entrepreneurship really meant. Cause mm-hmm. his mom didn't work. She, yeah. did, she did prepaid legal. Yeah. She ran a bunch of scams.
0: Yeah, you, you were telling me this, about this before. Cause you're, she gave you your first taste of entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah. She showed me what it looked like. Yeah. Um, she would run a bunch of scams though and I think later she got in trouble for them. <laughs> but she would do things like uh, some boosters would go and steal a bunch of clothes and then they would come bring them to her and then she return them oh. and then get the credit for them.
0: That was that was like a pretty, a pretty big thing um, in one of my friend's towns. It was like girls would go to TJ Maxx, steal a bunch of shit and then return it. And I was always like, huh. It's
1: a, it's a business. It is a business and it's pretty viable. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that wasn't the main business that she was in. So I don't want to pay her that way. Yeah. She also had prepaid legal. She also sold jewelry. She also like, she was just a hustler.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Like she was just yeah. going to make a way out of no way. Um, And it was, it was, it was pretty exciting to watch. Mm. Um, she also had a lot of body image issues yeah. so I think like that was like a thread too I think my mom had her own share of working through losing weight all the time and so did other women in my family and then so did this woman so like a lot of the women who I love felt were powerful and actually never saw anything wrong with their bodies they yeah. always did yeah Um, and I think I also adapted some of that
0: Yeah. And it's so interesting to think about how closely tied that self-worth thread becomes in your life when you then combine it with uh, a role model that doesn't feel good about their body.
1: Yes. Um, It's interesting because I don't know that I would call them role models. Hmm. Um, I don't look at it. I don't know. It's like, I don't know that I feel like I've had a particular role model. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh.
0: Yeah. Or mo- maybe not role model is the wrong word, but model, right? Because that is, you pick up on things as a child, regardless of if you admire the person.
1: No, I think that's right. That's right. I mean, I think that's right. And I think role, and it's interesting because role model, mm-hmm. it, you can have that whether you meant for them to be a positive one or not. I think we usually use it in a positive context. Yeah, but in this sense, it was a role model either way I look at it, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, that, that's interesting. That 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 goes really well into um, my next question, which is, um, you really give people permission to be their most authentic self, and not everyone has that skill. And I'm just curious, like, where did you learn that?
1: Mm, probably. Uh somewhere around do, like doing spoken word mm. I, think, I mean I think I've always been a, a real person you know what I'm saying but like and me actually sharing that side of me with the world and actually like working it out like a muscle came yeah. through me doing performance poetry mm-hmm. and I would be on stage and you're sharing your story and after you share it so many times it becomes like a thing to share yeah versus like this like intimate I can't tell anybody about that time when I you know, I I lost all the, that kind of went away because I realized that it was having such an effect on people, Mm. the sharing of a story. And so people would come up and be like, oh my God, like, you know, either crying or like, thank you. or, And I'm like, wow, there's something to this storytelling thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. And I think I've always been a storyteller. Yeah. Um. So this was just a, yeah, it was, it was just an interesting moment.
0: Yeah. It's, well, I love how your poet, because for people that don't know, um, Shelley is also an amazing poet, but d- used to do a lot of spoken word poetry, um, you know, shows, right? we would call them a show or whatnot. And, um, and it's so interesting to think how that really has led into being really good. I mean, Black Girl Ventures, a big thing you do with Black Girl Ventures is pitch competitions. And so without the poetry, the pitches
1: probably would have never. Oh, 100% because the, when I <laughs> when I created uh, Black Girl Ventures, it was I ran the whole thing like a poetry slam because yeah. I had done so many poetry slams before. So it, it was a no brainer. Three minutes yeah. to talk, judges judge and we roll out and somebody wins, right? Like that was the ultimate thing. So yeah, it was because of the poetry yeah. that Black Girl Ventures worked because I really wasn't like short taking stuff like that was out. Yeah. I think at that point. But I don't I wasn't really modeling it after that. I was just like, okay, people need to pitch, people need to get money. Yeah. Let's come in. Have you talk about your business? And then we give you some money.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it's really interesting too because Black Girl Ventures kind of just happened pretty organically, right? Like you started a meetup group and then it just grew and grew and grew, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it it did it happened really organically, and it's funny, you know, because somebody said to me once, like, uh, one of my friends, we were doing a reading, and she said, "What if you didn't work hard for all of this? Like, what if you were given it, mm. right?" And I think, like, we sometimes we pride ourselves on like, "I worked so hard to get." Yeah. and don't get me wrong, I worked my ass off, but at the same time, Black Girl Ventures was given to me. Mm-hmm. It was dropped into my spirit and I am i am being a steward over it. And so I think like the reason that it is growing so rapidly and so organically is because yeah. of that. It's because, you know, people are like, how did you do this? And I'm like, I just started an event. We were in the house, we put some money in, we ate, you know, and I'm like, and then people loved it and we kept doing it. And they're like, no, 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 but how though? How yeah. are you doing? And I'm like, I literally bring people together for fun. Like that is what I like to do. <laughs> I've always liked to do that. And that's what I did through poetry. So I did it through this. And now here we are giving people money. Like, yeah, And like, yeah, yeah. But like, where did it come from? Yeah. How did you know how to do it? And I'm like, what? It just, it, this is a very natural part of who I am. I think bringing people together comes from my family. So yeah. kind of like my family, we are the, you know, go to grandma house on Sunday family. Like I grew up that way. Yeah. You know, I even say like, I don't know if I'm an extrovert for real. I just never had the opportunity to be an introvert or else that would have been weird. And I'm like, I didn't want to be weird, so I'm just gonna play with everybody, you know? Like, <laughs> it's like go outside and play, okay? Well, that's what we're doing, right? Like, there was no options.
0: I, I love that because you know the one thing that popped in my mind when you were saying that was, oh, well, you were in alignment with your with your soul, and so your purpose just presented itself and dropped into your field, and that makes so much sense. And you know, I think that's what I, oh, I personally, I. I've always desired to have that, like purpose, just like <laughs> dropped out of thin air onto me. Right. Uh, which I think a lot of, a lot of my work has as of late, but um, it just is a nice confirmation to know that, oh damn, like I'm exactly where I need to be. And like, look what just
2: happened.
1: 100%. I think and it's so funny to say that because I feel like that's just, that is constantly the case with this unfolding journey of entrepreneurship for me. Yeah. Is that Like right now, that's exactly what I'm feeling. I'm feeling it's like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's happening. Oh my gosh. This is where, Oh, I get like intuitively like operating, moving, shaking. Like it is, it has been a constant for me right now.
0: Yeah. um, Your business is really, I mean, it's just, it's taken on on a new level this year, which has been, so freaking fun to watch. Like, I feel like every other week you're like, and this happened. I'm like, what? But you're like, yeah, I know. And it's just, it's, it's almost like pinch yourself moments, like every single, I mean, for a while, I think it was like every single day. Um, and I mean, it's every time I talk to you, it still sounds like something is blasting off and it's so cool. Um, how have you had to show up differently now that your business is like, I mean, just constantly, I mean, I don't want to say go, 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 because I don't think you, you do like operate at a really high level, but you appear to be in flow, even though you're operating at a high level.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. How have I had to show up different? Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. I had a, uh, I have my like annual reading last night and, uh, one of the things that, that she said, and this, my cousin, she's a medium. Mm-hmm. Um, she's awesome. Her name is Deborah Campbell. And uh, I always get my annual readings from her. And uh, it, it's she's on the side of my family. She's my dad's, on my mm-hmm. dad's side. And it, so uh, my my dad's, my ancestors from my dad's side are who, from my dad's side, is who walks with me, right? Okay. And my grandma, my great-grandma, and my great-great-grandma. And so uh, I never tied together how important her readings are for me because mm. of that, right? Yeah. Her relationship with all of them. Mm. Um, and so that makes it even more deep for me. And I never actually realized that until this year. Anyway, saying so I'd to say, one of the things that she talked about was owning the royalty of our family. Mm. And that, like, and, like in, like, the actual lineage back to being... Um, being highly spiritual and mm. and highly royal yeah um and I asked her I'm like are you saying that in like a oh black people were kings and queens way or like are you saying because that I think that's whack in the way people do that but or are you saying that in a really like lineage way she's like no I'm saying it in a lineage way like actually this is the case yeah and I think um I was so kind of I don't know struck by that yeah because and she talked about like that this interruption in lineage that is slavery yeah the way you feel about being so interrupted by owning your your level of success now is not purely your fault in the sense of like through your like spiritual DNA right like the lineage of that is like what did it mean to go from this like ancestral DNA being at this level of operation to this ancestral DNA being no longer at this level of operation and being interrupted by this other, um, uh, level of like, uh, oppressive. Mm. And I'm I'm not even talking about physical, so I'm not talking about like physical, spiritual, physical slavery in 400 years. I'm not even talking about that. I'm more so talking about like that element just being added to the spiritual DNA. Mm. And now where you are now trying to pull apart, why you feel why, while everything around you is so regal, yeah. like the way everything is happening to you is so regal, but the way you can accept it and own it is not so much mm. the spiritual DNA has been interrupted. So like everything that had been happening that the universe had for you always yeah. was to be this person. So everything the universe had for me always was to be this person. Yeah. But because of these things that have, been, that have that have happened to interrupt my DNA,
2: mm. right,
1: um, have caused me to not be able to really fully grasp it and own it, and trying to pull that out and cut those cords and separate yeah. from that to be able to say, no, this is the space that I deserve.
2: Yeah.
1: So when you say, how do I have to show up different? Yeah. Well, I've been thinking of showing up different. It has really been a lot around owning it. Mm. There's no shortage of people who are like, you're amazing. Yeah. No and it's not even imposter syndrome because I've really been like, how can I because I don't not think I deserve it. Yeah. I just don't, I just feel very numb about owning it sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so what she said to me makes a lot more sense than imposter syndrome. Yeah. Cause it's not that simple. Yeah. I know I'm I know I'm freaking badass. Yeah. You know, so it's not that. It's just that it's just how do I just own it? You know, and it's sometimes the conversations that you and I have had about nutrition is like you know what to do. So why don't you just freaking do it? Right. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't just, <laughs> I don't know, Kimmy, I want to, but something is there. Right. And so I think, uh, this was being very exciting for me to, uh, engage in, in this new way that I show up where I'm like, Oh no, things can just fold around me and that's okay. Mm. There, you know, there's one thing where you move into the room. I spent my time moving into the room and moving through it. And now it's okay for it to be my time for the move, the room to move around me. Yeah. Right. And accepting that.
0: Yeah. And when you say the interruption, right? Like, what is that like an energetic block? Like, almost like you can't see yourself in the way that other people see you.
1: Yes. 100% 100% He's okay. an energetic block
0: okay um that makes me want to talk about Shoshana but
1: <laughs> right she's amazing I love her
0: <laughs> um yeah she is great thank you for introducing me to her too she's lovely
1: yeah she's awesome
0: um wow that's really really I mean that's just that whole depiction is is really powerful um and it's interesting. So I I consider you someone who is really good at asking for help. And you know, I was going to ask you like where does that worthiness come from? But I think you just answered that for us.
2: Well,
1: you well right. And then I think too like the only way to be unlimited is to include people, right? So like there's this interview out there somewhere old with like Steve Jobs and um uh, Bill Gates Yeah, and the, the person at the moderator asked them, you know, what would you do different than the other person has done? Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Steve Jobs said is he said, I would have included more people because Bill was really great at partnering and working with other people. And I, and I wasn't so much. And that always stuck with me yeah. because he's not right. And Apple is not good at playing with anybody. Right. right. They build their own thing and it's like, you got to play with them. Yeah. Um, but there's something too, also the the virability and the the reach and the spread of what Bill Gates did as well. Whereas like you can buy a certain you know a, like basic computers without a
0: yeah. you know Windows
1: operating system, and that was the case for a while. Um, so so I think there's like this interesting uh, way to look at both of them. Yeah, where he's the person that's always included other people and worked in a very licensing type of fashion. And then here's this person who has been as closed off and said, We're gonna build everything our way, the way we gotta do it, and you gotta come play with us. And while they both are very successful, yeah, there's still a sort of level of being unlimited that Bill Gates that that Microsoft has. It's like this unlimited ability to like yeah. constantly recreate and not be held to certain standards or expectations and and like an ebb and flow and move yeah. that I love. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I got Apple products. I don't have any Microsoft products. (laughs) I have Google and Apple products. That's it. But I'm just saying that um, there's a little bit of strength to both, and and the idea of including people in your journey. I got a coach for everything. I look nutrition coach, spiritual coach. You know, what kind of coach can I find? What, who? Yeah, I'm all about it.
0: Well, you're answering my next question, which is tell me about your self care uh, team. And who helps you stay connected to your truth? Because I literally, I want you to go through and just really outline to people because you have done so many amazing things. You know how to ask for help and you set yourself up for success. Like you create a container so that you flourish. And I think that is not something everyone does.
1: They say the quality of your questions determines the quality of your life. Mm. And I think that shows, Shoshana, who's my intuition coach and now a really great friend. Um she's amazing. She um she taught me how to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Because I was asking questions like is he the one? And she's like the one what? She's like I don't think that's the best question you can ask. Is he the is he a person that can be fr- help me be fruitful? Is he a person that can mm-hmm. um that I can have fun with, that I can live a certain life with? Is he a person that will Uh, provide the level of sustainability I want in relationship. You see, the person that will make me feel all the things I want to feel, and and I'm like, oh, that does bring another thing that she taught me was to ask questions and not always have the answer.
2: Mm.
1: Asking questions and then letting the answers come, and and just throwing them out there. Like, what would it look like if I made ten thousand dollars a month? Um, and you know, what what would that look like? Yeah, just asking the universe that.
2: Yeah.
0: I love that. So Shoshana is amazing. Um, And do you have a business coach too?
1: It's interesting. I don't have a business coach because every time I find a business coach, I feel like they suck. Hmm. You know, it's always like they're telling me things I already know.
0: Well, I mean, you could be a business coach.
1: (laughs) I mean, I am in a way. I just don't like to do one-on-one coaching. It's not really my thing. Yeah. But I think that I am so fed by having all the other parts of me uh, supported. Like when I have all the other parts of me supported and I'm rocking and rolling on all ideas. And when I don't, then I'm not. So I think I don't, I I, I have not, I am looking into right now doing like the Malcolm Gladwell uh, leadership stuff. Is
0: that the alt business alt piece, alt piece school?
1: All MBA, that's Seth yeah. Golden. Okay. Uh, I've I've looked at that one for years and been yeah. like, I'm gonna do it. I have not done it yet. Yeah. I think I he's great too.
0: I just someone sent me a list of all the books that are in that one. And I have a couple of them. And they're I've read one and a half of them and they're really good. So I mean, I can't speak to that business school, but it the books are good.
1: <laughs> well, I Seth Golden is awesome too. I mean, he just is. And so I've I've I have thought many times to sign up. And even when I go, he hasn't launched a new cohort. So I should look at it. Yeah. I think you put it on hold for a minute and then it's going to launch it and do a dance with it. So we'll see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's funny that you bring that brought that up. because I was just thinking about that the other day. Um, so what's next for Shelly Bell? Like, you know, Black Girl Avengers is on the trajectory up. It's building, it's going, but what's next for you? And, you know, what do you want your life to look like over the next six months?
1: Yeah, great question. I'm launching a podcast called A Dose of Disruption. It will drop on Thursday, December 17th. Okay. Um, And I am looking for more brand and content sponsorships. Mm. Um, so I'm going to be putting out some fun content with like video transitions and things like that I did over the weekend. Um, I I want to just do storytelling yeah. and do like, I want to just, I want to have free reign over just like popping up, being talent, doing my thing. Um, and it's funny because even with the podcast, like I recorded the first couple of episodes and I and I came up with these like themes for the weeks and and all of that. And then today I'm like, you know what? Let's blow all of that up. Yeah. Like I don't need a celebrity to launch me. I don't need to try to overthink this. I need to just get on and share my voice and share what I'm thinking, because that's what people want to know. What is she thinking? What is a person that builds a TV in their living room actually thinking what is a person that builds this national movement that has circumvented the banks and the investment industry and all this, what is she thinking how is she thinking it yeah. you know and so now i'm like okay shelly chill and like go back to the drawing board a little bit just freaking launch this thing like yeah. i'm even thinking about like i'm creating other voices yeah right i'm creating other voices for the podcast so it will be like my voice
0: <laughs> could you do one right now just a little teaser
1: yeah, I mean, if, if that's what you want, Tammy, I, I just because you requested it, I usually don't do this, but since you requested it, I guess I can do it for you. So yeah, that is, I am, uh, <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm actually working with a vocal coach um, and trying some different things.
0: So yeah. Oh my God, I love that. And your throat, we're just, just speaking your truth, putting it out there.
1: 100 percent at 100 that's where it's at i am also doing 5 a.m high intensity training i didn't tell you that right
0: you told me about that a couple of weeks ago but you were just about to start how is that going
1: it is ridiculous i'm like what did i choose why did i do this what the heck is going on um but <laughs> it's a it's a really interesting community that um uh that i probably uh cheryl duncan, cheryl duncan Uh, It's called The the Good Thick, Um, and it's pretty cool. You know, I have an accountability buddy, and so I, you know, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's also hard because I work hard all day. Yeah. And I don't go to bed until late. Yeah. So I'm trying to be, I'm trying to actually develop a habit
0: out of it. So I'll keep. Can you tell people why you're up late at night? What app you're on?
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's this app called Clubhouse, if you have not heard of it. Uh, it's it's uh in beta right now, and it is uh a very addictive app of people just talking to each other, and you know if you if I don't know how old the listeners are, but if you remember the old school like um chat rooms where you could just call in and you could hear people talking, that's exactly what it is, except for it's an app, and there's avatars blinking when people talk.
0: Yeah, um, it's pretty awesome. Shelly invited me. Thank you, and um. I learned so much every time I go on there. People are talking about the most interesting thing. Like they're talking about like venture capital and then they're talking about like the farm bill and how we can like change them. I'm like, yes. So now I follow all these like environmentalist people and it's, I don't know. It's a super cool app.
1: Yeah. I like it. It's cool. I'm going to see what I can do with it. Content wise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So if you were to give one thread of advice to your
2: Twenty-five year old
1: self, what would it be? Mm. I don't know. Let me because I don't. I don't have any regrets, mm. so I would just say uh, you are highly capable of just owning your power. Hey, mm. like, don't let anybody take your power. Your power away. Mm.
0: I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Charlie. You always put me in the best mood and your energy is contagious. I cannot wait to listen to the podcast. That's only a couple of days away.
1: I know. I know. Now I have to re-record everything because I'm so rebellious. So here we are. I will, but it's going to be fun. I will. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great too. So tune in because I'm going to do some kind of funky stuff with it. Like I said, I'm going to try, I'm going to do the voice thing. I'm also uh, the person I'm going to launch with as one of my first guests. A super, super just like awesome guy who actually uh, was an identity thief, uh, went to prison, uh, and then came out and is now teaching people about the American credit system.
0: That's really cool. Super cool. Wow, it sounds like it's gonna be super interesting. Um and what's the name of the podcast? A dose of disruption.
1: Mm-hmm. A dose of disruption with Shelly Bell. Right now you can go and subscribe wherever your favorite, wherever you listen to podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the different places.
0: Awesome. And you can find Shelly on Instagram at I am Shelly Bell. Her business is at Black Girl Ventures and um, you're also on Twitter and Facebook. So you can check her out, all all the social media places. Yes, yes, yes,
1: yes. I am Shelly Bell everywhere. Twitter for Black Girl Ventures is B Girl Ventures and then Instagram is Black Girl Ventures.
0: Cool. Well, Shelly, thank you so much. Uh, We will talk to you later.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is great.